What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 233 of the Just an Insight podcast, a show where we talk to people involved in the world of alternative music and their journey through it. As always, my name is Tim Beck, and I am your host and guide through said podcast. And I'd realised I told a little white lie last week. I said that we weren't going to be here this week, but it's the following week I'm not here because I've been very, well, I say lazy. I've been lazy in terms of booking a guest for next week, but I've been super busy in terms of life, so I haven't had a chance to book a guest for next week. So that's why we're not going to be here next week, but I got my weeks muddled up because I've been fucking busy and, yeah, soz. But we're here now, and I'm going to be with another fantastic guest, but as I just said, I've been insanely busy. Well, it wasn't meant to be busy, and then it turned out to be super busy with gigs shows life and everything in the last sort of week or so since i've been here so um in terms of gigs had the fucking amazing churchgoers play uh the crown which is a tiny little venue here in bristol um i think they're still out on tour at the moment so if they are go catch them because they were fucking sick i got i saw them um at static shock last year as well and their demo from last year was really, really cool. So make sure you go check them out. They were supported by my good friends in Perp Walk. So just want to give them a shout out because they dropped their two track uh, single demo EP. If it, any of you guys are listening to this, please correct me, whatever you want to call it. But go check out Perp Walk. Really cool, like Stumpy Hardcore um, from here in Bristol. So give them a shout out. Um, so yeah, we had churchgoers then. On the off chance, I went and had the opportunity to go see Undeath on Friday. Honestly, the most fun death metal bands. Like, they're just loads of loads of fun, loads of energy, really, really cool. Then I went and got to see Stiff Meds, hands down one of the best bands in the UK. I'm still trying desperately to get Seth on this show. Um, I did mention it to him again, but like everyone who is over the age of 25... In, in the punk and hardcore scene, they are insanely busy. So I will continue to endeavour and I will hopefully get Seth on at some point. Um, and then yesterday, as day of recording this, uh, I went and saw Madball because this is why this show's coming out a day later because I didn't get a chance to edit and record all this. It's fucking Madball on a Monday in Bristol at the exchange. Uh, it was fucking wild. How Freddie Madball at his age still has the fucking stamina to be running around the stage, dripping in sweat for an hour was very, very impressive. They finished with Pride, which is like my favourite Madball song. Got to do a little little mic grab whilst holding my camera as well, which is always a, a bit of a risky move, but I'm a I'm a fucking mosh goblin at heart, so I can't fucking help it. Um so yeah, that is why it's been insanely busy and then just social life and all that lovely stuff in between it as well. Um, so yeah, we're here. We have another guest. Uh, and this week I am joined by the amazing uh, Luca Rocco, who is the vocalist of Italian Screamo post-hardcore band. We couldn't decide on where we were fitting with it, uh, but Stormo, Stormo is a band that have been on my radar for, for many, many years uh as we talk about in in the chat they kind of like got on my radar through the european screamo scene uh but their sound has evolved it's got heavier it's got darker um but we talk a lot about like how that kind of evolution of sound has been through the music how like when luca actually joined the band he wasn't really in punk or hardcore like that was like joining this band was his introduction to it um how Stormo has been like the only real band that he's been a part of and he he openly admits like probably will only be the only ever band he's in like as far as he's concerned he won't obviously ever say never but we obviously get into all of that in in this chat um I was going to sort of delay this because of how busy I was but I wanted to get this record uh this sorry episode out this week because Stormo's new record comes out this Friday so I thought it was fitting that we get this chat out ahead of that but yeah, go check out the new record. It's called Endocabalismo Cabin. Oh, I can't say it. Endocannibalismo. There we go. I think I've got that right. Uh, it comes out on Prosaic Records this Friday. So go check that out. But for now, sit back, relax, enjoy the chat I have with Luca, and I'll see you on the other side.
How are you? I'm good, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're doing good? Yeah, yeah, not too bad, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to do this. Really, really appreciate it. Um, I guess I'll kind of just start straight off of where we're at at the moment. Obviously, with you guys kind of in the run-up to, to the new record coming out in literally a matter of weeks now. So kind of how is it sort of in the Stormo camp at the moment? Are you sort of like really excited to get it out? Are you a bit sort of nervous because obviously it's like a step up being on a bigger label like what's the kind of feeling within the camp at the moment <laughs> uh okay so like yeah we can't wait i think to have it now to have these records out because like it it has been a really long process to make it and like releasing it like we started writing it where when we were in uh, lockdowns i mm. think two years ago or something like that so like we, we we're not used to wait that much and to plan things that much you know we're yeah yeah used to just record and go out playing and stuff so like i'm really excited to have this coming up and like i don't know we work really greatly with prosthetic they're super good so like i'm very happy that mm. yeah they're taking care of that and because obviously like, I've been a, a fan of your band for, for quite a few years now. And when Thanks. you announced that you, you were signing to Prosthetic, it was like, I don't know, from my perspective, it was quite like a, a shock because you've, as you say, like it, it's unusual for you guys to sit on things. You've always kind of done things relatively DIY and, and things like that. So how did the relationship between you and Prosthetic come about? Uh, well, it was... It, it was yeah strange even for me because like exactly like for the previous record for example we we choose to have like as much lab label as possible uh, mm. releasing it to have like distributed distributed in well in the diy circuit and everything and we have always worked like that but yeah like having probably being secluded during lockdowns and having songs ready we gave us the time like to try to think like i don't know maybe we could try to send it somewhere to some yeah. label and you know so like and and they really like the demos we sent so so yeah why not and yeah that's and really that. really cool and <laughs> um, how i kind of like to sort of like get the ball rolling with these conversations as well is to sort of take my my guests back to their their roots and their origins so to say so how did you kind of first get into alternative music what kind of got was your gateway into alternative music into the kind of music we make uh yeah like it's for me it was absolutely random like we're playing together from i think from when when i was 15 or something like that and like they were already playing together some of them and and the guitarist asked me to try to scream in this new band you know but i've never listened to any hardcore or stuff like that oh, okay but it sounded it sounded funny to me you know i said yeah why not let's try and and then like uh i think two weeks later we recorded the first demo and but i was totally not into that stuff you know and i started listening uh to it like while making it but it mm. it was cool it was cool <laughs> so like yeah i think we've always done like even for that reason we've always done like a, a very a direct and extinctive music i don't know like with mm. not much reasoning up, uh yeah behind <laughs> yeah so obviously as you say, kind of before you weren't really like listening to, to punk and hardcore and things like that. So what what were you listening to before you kind of joined the band and things? What was your kind of musical tastes? Uh, I was I was trying to learn to play bass and to play in a ska band back then. Okay. When I was a teenager and I was super fucking bad, man. So... <laughs> So probably it's better that it went in that way. So so were you kind of like listening to quite a lot of like Scar and, and things growing up? No, I'm not. I'm not anymore. Not at all. No, no, no. When but when you were younger. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, we we didn't even that much taste. I mean, I was just fifteen, you know. So Yeah. <laughs> so I guess obviously when you kind of like would were asked to join the band was it a case of like the other members kind of showing you 
different different bands of what they kind of wanted it to sound like and you kind of just like learned from their sort of thing yeah 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 basically mostly the the guitarist uh were passing me a lot of cds i think the the first cds he gave me was uh miss machine from the mm. and then from there like i started developing my my taste and like in the early times it was uh huge fun i, I really like like stream of stuff was the first thing that i started mm. loving you know and probably i I, I shaped my way of doing stuff with Stormo in with that, you know, and that's even a reason where uh, because I I find comfortable like using Italian because it's really easy like in stream of stuff to have like mm. native language and probably even the way I put vocals on songs are like kind of related to all this stream of stuff. That, yeah. mm. So then, obviously, if if we just go back a little bit in terms of like you growing up and, and listening to music before you kind of like met sort of the, the Stormo lot and things like that. Did you have like, as you say, you would like, you were trying to learn bass and things like that, but did, did you have like quite a, a musical family or was it something that you wanted to pursue off your own back? Uh, well, uh, I did not have a musical family. Like we're, we're from a really small town in the North and East Dolomites. So there's, basically nothing and even like <laughs> yeah. in in the 90s early 2000 there was absolutely nothing and but like it was it was kind of strange because like all the kids back back then in that period of our super small city was were starting to play music like the city right. gave to the kids like to the kids um a free rehearsal room and so there okay. were a lot of bands of kids like playing and most of the bands were were playing like punk and stuff and my big brother had uh, his own punk band like really easy 70 punk and so that that was probably my my introduction to music you know mm. and and he was playing guitar and singing and i started to try to learn bass to do something different you know yeah yeah um, and that's probably was probably like the the first time I got in touch with music, but yeah. And so then, as you say, like obviously growing up in quite like a, a small town where there's maybe not a lot going on sort of thing, but, but having that opportunity to, to play music, did that kind of make you sort of gravitate towards it more because it was like just something to do sort of thing almost? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, basically the only thing to do and sooner or later like all the all our friends all uh, all the people that we were hanging out with they they all had a band you know so like it was normal to have a band because like i don't know it was uh, the, the thing to do and like looking at it like from nowadays perspective like it's it's pretty interesting and i think even un uncommon for for italy especially like um, i'm now living in uh, in bologna which is yeah. a way bigger city but like it's i think it's not that that easy to find like you know a free rehearsal room when where you can go uh, and when you're 15 and start your own band because there you you don't have anything to do so like i think we were pretty lucky you to, to have randomly this chance you know mm. and i guess like from that as well because obviously as you say like people were just in bands because it was it was the thing to do and things like mm -hmm. that so did that kind of cultivate like even though it was probably just like friends bands in fact like or like acquaintances bands but like did that cultivate like a kind of scene in terms of like you were always able to go and see like your friends' bands and local bands and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were playing together. We were doing our little shows in uh, all the bars around the city together. We were hanging out together, passing each other's music. So, like, it, it was nice. It was like a super small community, you know, hmm. it, of things. And most of the band were, like, at the end, were hardcore or extreme metal bands. So, like, it was, like, even something that, was not so common to find in the city and so like yeah. it's nice to have this little group of people 
to share your your stuff with you know hmm. so i guess like in terms of you like experiencing live music was that kind of your introduction to it like the the kind of the, the sort of like as you say like the smaller like clubs and pub circuit rather than because i think a lot of people their like their first gig is usually like a big like venue or, or something like that but was yours kind of in those like smaller intimate venues yeah yeah and we have always and we still prefer i think small venues and rather than big stuff to i don't know mm. we can share more with the audience probably and uh, yeah and like doing that things I, I think it's shaped even like the way we carry on our music because like you know you you learn from when you were young to take care of your shows to get in touch with band to try to get friends to exchange date you know and shape everything in a diy way and like mm. you, you give it on <laughs> yeah yeah but and then so i guess in terms of you kind of like being uh a, like a spectator and, and going to, yeah. to actually going to gigs and things like that were you having to like travel to like go see like bigger bands and things like that or did you keep it very sort of local well uh i tried i mean i, I tried to go like to bigger festival or stuff like that but i really don't like it like <laughs> uh, it's, it sucks so much for me like because like you know it, I, I didn't feel anything you know yeah yeah <laughs> I, I think that uh, over 500 people attending to the show is useless to go for me <laughs> <laughs> you know and so yeah but and like when um we have always tried to tour a lot so like we were i think pretty lucky to have the chance to see a lot of live band touring mm. and playing with us and nowadays i cannot travel that much to see concert because like we still try to tour by ourselves yeah but fortunately i ended up like running a small venue in in this city here so i have mm. a lot of touring band passing by my venue which is really small but that's it's nice that's cool um and then so in terms of you like doing vocals as you said like you kind of first started off like playing bass well like learning bass and things like that but was doing vocals always something that you wanted to kind of give a go or was it just a case of circumstances when you joined Stormo that that was the position that was available almost Mm -mm, i never thought to be a singer kind of in my life (laughs) and uh, yeah i I don't think i'm i'm a singer as well but yeah it was like a matter of coincidences i think and i don't know and i felt really good doing it so Mm. yeah so i guess it would you sort of class like stormo as this the as your like first and only kind of like proper band or did you kind of dabble with with anything that you would sort of like say was musically of note before that it's basically the only band i had and yeah it will be probably even the only band that i will have in the future (laughs) (laughs) i tried to make some some guest vocals on some friends band in the past but it's not really my thing, you know. Like I, mm. I feel like I, I can put my vocals only over there, <laughs> and yeah, probably, yeah. I didn't study anything. I don't. I, I'm, I'm not like you know a professional singer or something like that. So like it's yeah. <laughs> so then, obviously, if we kind of go into you joining the band, as you say, like your your the rest of the guys kind of like oh, we're already playing together. And they kind of said to you, I'll give it a go sort of thing. And uh, as you mentioned, like you weren't really like in that world at that time. Like you didn't really like know what sort of like punk and hardcore necessarily was in terms of that world. So how did it feel for you kind of going in blind and just sort of like essentially just screaming your lungs out? Um, Well, uh, I felt really confused because like, (laughs) 
I <laughs> enjoy a lot the streaming part, you know, but yeah, they, uh, they were already doing something like, you know, uh, a complicated rhythm and that stuff, you know, and I wasn't really able to follow it. So, and I was not getting what, what the music was doing. So, and I was trying my best, but like, at, I had no idea where they were going. So I, I think I, I just tried to, get over it randomly and then find some points where like to i don't know put uh, i don't know how to explain it like to uh, have like i don't know fix some part to have the song in my mind but it was really complicated so i was mm. like asking about myself what the fuck can i do over here <laughs> 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 and <laughs> and so yeah but it, it, it became, uh, the, all this, it became even something like really typical of Stormo because like I, I'm not always on time, even mm. nowadays. And it's a thing that now I enjoy, you know, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> and then, so then in terms of like your kind of like the early days of, of the band, as you say, if, if the other guys are kind of already playing together and practicing together they've kind of got some sort of rhythm and things like that and you're kind of coming into it almost completely like green and fresh sort of thing in terms of you kind of like writing lyrics did you kind of have an idea of of what you wanted to to say or were you kind of just learning on the fly sort of thing um well we we helped each other with the lyrics of the first of the first of this whole first demo that we did mm. um to try to focus basically how uh, the band was expressing itself yeah but um and yeah after that i i, I took my like we find a a pretty easy i don't know way to match my lyrics and and their music and i think we we've always done kind of dark and chaotic music and mm. uh, after speaking a, a little bit with them it was i found myself really comfortable in writing lyrics that was kind of matching the sound so mm. after that yeah we, we need to like try to find our balance at the beginning and they helped me a lot in that but mm. it after after a while it was like going by itself yeah yeah and then obviously as you said like you you were kind of introduced to like the sort of like hardcore and screamo world from from this band um and myself being a fan of that genre kind of knows like the like the history and the importance of like screamo specifically in Europe and specifically in France and Italy and obviously like the the bands that have kind of come before you and things like that for for you did you I guess like in the early stages did you kind of understand like the history and the importance of that or is that kind of something that kind of came along a little bit later I think it came later I think it came mm. later I've I've started the uh, mm, uh, enjoying a lot Italian streamer at first and mm. then from there I was able to move a little further but yeah it, it came with with time for me like I, I didn't have a specific knowledge of the genre I was just like you know I just found stuff that I was liking and try to reconnect with other stuff but yes it's it, it took a little bit it took a little bit to have an understanding of what was happening in that kind of music like how it was developing but it it was nice even to you know to to discover it while doing it uh mm. i really appreciated it because i don't know you you get a a, a different knowledge probably it's, it's yeah less didascalic but more like I, I don't know you you have lived it you know so like it's it's cool <laughs> yeah and then so in terms of you guys kind of like i guess as you said you you were kind of right right in that first demo having sort of the ideas in the melting pot and as you said like you you've got this 
sort of budgeting scene in in the small town that you come from what was the was the idea always there to just sort of like go out and and sort of like tour and things like that or was it like when you first started was it just like okay we'll we'll write a demo we'll play in our our town and see what happens did you ever have like goals of kind of getting further out or was it just we'll see what happens and just go from there uh, I think we just did it and saw what was happening and um, and and yeah like we we were really enjoying playing so we tried to play as much as we could and uh, and that was it and, and to write records and and that was it and yeah so uh, we we didn't plan uh i don't know our staff so much mm. and probably this time um, with this record is the first time that we try to have like you know a, a precise plan of what we're doing in next year and that stuff but we we kind of always kept it like you know we're, we're enjoying it it's the most beautiful thing we're doing in our lives so like we we're we're putting on more energy and focusing it there, but mm. that that was it. <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> so then I guess like obviously in terms of of that like upward trajectory in terms of you guys going out and, and doing more shows and and going on tour and, and getting I guess wider recognition in terms of like not just in Italy, but like across Europe and, and things like that. When did you kind of start to see that happen? Uh, probably when people were saying us that they were knowing our band, they were mm. aware of our band, they were like, really? And now comes, you know? <laughs> 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 Thank you. I'm glad of it. <laughs> but yeah. And it was nice, even because, like you know, you know, we were not. Uh, I mean, we we keep singing Italian, so like it's pretty hard, probably, to understand what you're saying. You you cut that like kind of sing along easy part that is mm. nice sometimes. So like, I think it's it's I, I don't know. Uh, I was not expecting at all to have like I don't know to speak with you here on Zoom and uh, yeah. <laughs> And then in terms of you guys kind of like going on on like your first like proper tour and and things like that, obviously you'd kind of had a bedding in terms of like playing gigs locally and things by the sounds of things, but in terms of like actually like going out and and playing like like further out in Italy and, and things like that. What was that kind of experience like for, for you guys doing it for the first time? Cause I'm by the sounds of things, I'm kind of getting the idea, like for all of you, it was kind of like learning as you go along sort of thing. So was that first experience, like everything that you'd hoped for? Was it a disaster? Was there things that you've learned from it? How was that kind of first experience? Well, it was, I think it was a really nice experience. And I was, I think it was in 2014, we we did our first proper tour, like in Europe, mm. you know? And it was really nice. It was like 10 shows in, in Europe. And then we played at like the open stage of Love Fest. Yeah. And, um, and I really enjoyed it. And um, the only thing that the shows were were pretty good. Like we, we had really good shows. We played the, with uh, Wake in Berlin. So like we played even some like, you know, cool shows outside in that tour. And but I destroyed the van that we had rented like uh, okay uh, a week before the end of the tour so we finished that like with no windows and with a door that was like in some way staying there you know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that part was kind of a disaster and but yeah you learn how to drive right yeah <laughs> <laughs> Was it just a case of like it? It just got a bit battered and stuff, or oh, I was like 
getting out from a squad in Leipzig and it was really a really tight gate and I had one door open and uh, my bus player made me notice that the door was touching the gate and I tried to go back but instead of going back I go I went further oh. so, <laughs> so the door just fell, went fell down broken all the windows of the van oh no <laughs> And we had like uh, eight hours drive to get, I don't remember where in Eastern Europe and without this fucking door staying there. And like we arrived like at midnight of the next shows and we're like, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then in terms of kind of like, I guess, like homegrown audience, I guess, because as, as I mentioned, obviously, like, there's a, there's a history of of like screamo and post hardcore within Italy and, and things like that and as you've kind of mentioned, obviously you singing in Italian I think is a very kind of like prominent thing in your music that obviously is a is a vocal point and because obviously like the growth of of the band to to the point where we're at now that obviously you're releasing a record on prosthetic and things like that does like I guess the Italian like punk and, and hardcore and screamo scene are they like really sort of like supportive and, and proud of what you've achieved in, in the time that you've been a band because i i don't know like over here in the uk whenever you see like a band doing bigger stuff there's always that like bit of pride in in the scene so it's the same thing re reciprocated in italy well we we fortunately have a lot of friends that from many years and they're lovely supporting us from like mm. the beginning until now and I, I think it's it's really nice that like I mean we're really lucky of having it and yeah playing from a, a lot of time in Italy here like we had the opportunities to uh, build really cool really relationship with like other bands playing in Wall Italy from the north to the south there are a lot of super nice uh, places and um, where even even where band usually do not play like out uh, from uh, band coming from outside of Italy cannot play like in the south of Italy there's amazing peoples and amazing bands setting up shows and stuff and that's really cool and I think we're we're really really lucky to have like this supportive community around um mm. but even i have to tell you that like from when we released i think our second album uh i, I remember <laughs> this guy saying that we were already becoming an indie band <laughs> I mean, <we're> rock okay. <laughs> band and not anymore hardcore so i think like you know <laughs> I mean, he's clearly not listening to you if he thinks that. But... <laughs> um, and, uh, well, I think that's kind of a a nice sort of segue that I wanted to kind of touch upon because even though, like, for for me, like, the when I listen to your your music, there's always that kind of like, I guess, like, baseline of like screamo to me. But obviously, throughout the the albums, the music has has progressed and got. I I would say slightly on the heavier side, not quite metal yet, but it's kind of there's definitely like a a leaning towards like the heavier riffs and and things like that. So as a band, has that kind of been a conscious choice to to lean into that heavier side of things, or has it just been a very natural progression? Yeah. I have to say that I, I do not write the music of over songs. Like I, mm. I don't know shit about music, and I trust my life <laughs> there. So, like, you know, <laughs> uh, I don't know if my answer would be the the best answer of your of your to your question. But um, yeah, like in in a way, we we try to like kind of grow a little up and to change. But I think that the 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 most uh, the, the most thing is that uh, the 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 main reason is that like we're kind of continuously mixing our four music taste the the music taste of the four of us mm. inside the record that we do so like probably in the beginning we're listening 
to way more streamo and now we're not that much so because mm. we're going on we're growing old <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and uh, so obviously even the, the music that you do it changes a little bit and um Mm. Yeah, and the bass player has always been more uh, attached to uh, heavy and noisy stuff, and that get more and more into the records, I think. Yeah, and then I guess like in terms of like that, because as you said, like as the band has grown, like for you, for yourself, like you've kind of like match your sort of like lyrical style to, to what the, the band are playing and, and things like that. But I guess in terms of like the, the themes and, and the subjects that you're actually writing about in terms of like the, co- like the content of the lyrics, has that kind of changed or would you say kind of the things and the themes and things that you're kind of writing about have kind of maybe stuck to a similar theme, but they've just, I guess, matured. Uh, it change i think it changed uh, especially in this last record i mean i've, I've always mm. written my lyrics in a really instinctive way but from like this one and the previous one i was trying to focus a little bit on what like on the general sense of the record and what what do we want what do i want to say in this records and in the previous one, it didn't work that much, but in this one, I think like it, it has a main theme. It has uh, it, it, everything is connected, and it has. I see it as a concept album because like it like so okay. so it worked kind of, and I hope that reading it you can understand it. If not, it doesn't matter. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and just before, obviously, we kind of get to to the new record, as you say, like the way that that you've kind of like grown and, and things like that, and obviously we've spoken about you sort of um, purposely singing in Italian and, and things like that. And obviously, I think because obviously now with prosthetic, it does put a bit more like light and focus on you because they obviously have sort of the, the powers of, of PR to put behind them and then things like that. And that like they're pushing the band a lot more than maybe it previously was. And I don't mean that in a, in a disrespectful manner. Um, but because of that, like, do you, is there like a part of you that thinks like, Oh, I'm kind of cutting off part of my audience by singing in Italian or have you lent more into it and be like, no, this is our thing. I want to sing in Italian. And if people give a shit about their band, they'll take the time to figure out what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think that, um, I mean, personally, I really appreciate uh, bands that have vocals in their native tongue, as I find it yeah. more interesting. And um, yeah. so, that, but that's just my taste. And I think that... Uh, with Wisterma will keep Italian even because like the band is made like this from so many years so like mm. it doesn't make any sense to change it for me and if you like it I'm glad of it if you don't then there's tons of great band in the world so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you'll find your stuff <laughs> and, um, yeah, and yeah. yeah and then uh, I like to understand even like, our music and even our live set even because like we, we have probably been always more focused on like the live set and like seeing the record as something mm. that should bring you to, to, to the live right and yeah so um, we have always uh, i think that it it works better if we're like four instruments you know on on the same level i don't like to to see vocals as something that needs to stay on the top then you need with me Mm. you need like i think that and having it in italian i think it helps to perceive the world band as one thing you know so yeah and and i like it i like it <laughs> mm. and in some aspects uh, i could be way off the mark f- for this but because obviously that like, you 
you are open to a bigger audience not not just through percentage but over the the years of being a band obviously you've picked up fans across europe and and things like that and obviously you're playing to to audiences that don't speak italian and, and things like that so because people are obviously still going and enjoying the music and things like that do you feel like it kind of leaves your music in some aspects open to interpretation for for example like obviously when I'm listening to it, I, unless I'm going to dig out the lyrics and go translate it, I, nine times out of ten, I don't know what you're talking about. But I can, I still get like a feeling and a passion of what you're talking about. But what I think you're talking about might be completely different. So is is there that kind of like you want it to be open for people to interpret it in their own ways? Um, I think that like if somebody listening to us or like watching us play feel something at all we're done our job then uh, if yeah if you want to get deeper in it then you're welcome we can speak we can <laughs> come to the merch we can have a beer together and speak about whatever you want but like it that, i think that's the main point so like that uh, I, i'm happy with that like if if that happened and even yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm i'm really happy if different people can find a lot of different things in our music that would be amazing i hope it happened i don't know if it could happen mm. but in case of that would be great <laughs> yeah and just before we kind of like move on to the present obviously you mentioned earlier like fluff fest and i think that's a, a huge kind of like staple in, in the the european like diy hardcore scene and things like that and ironically it, I think it was from that set that you played that a, that a friend of mine actually put me on to you because he was at that year's fluff. Um, and I think like that, that festival and things like Mr. Stars in, in, in Germany and things like that are ones that have really kind of embedded and kind of have helped build bands like yourself. So I don't know, like playing that, that festival and kind of getting to experience it at like such an early stage of, of, your band's career did you feel like that was like a pivotal moment and like that that opened the gates a little bit i, I think you're right like i mean we from that moment on like we were getting back to the fast uh, to uh, even if we were not playing like uh, that was just like it's kind of a community right like and you you kind of yeah, feel yeah. home when you get there so like playing yeah, there yeah, it was absolutely something to like you know uh, we were kind of existing, <laughs> so mm. like it, yeah, um, and and even for that reason, I was super happy to get back to play there in the last summer, and they and that, that we were able to do it again. But yeah, it's yeah. I think that that festival has shaped a lot of them, and um, mm. yeah, that's it. <laughs> um. And then just in terms of like, because obviously beforehand I kind of asked like what things sort of like influenced your music and, and things like that. And you've, you obviously have mentioned that the four of you kind of like bring different sort of aspects to it. But And you mentioned earlier that obviously you're, you run and work at a, a venue in, in Bologna. So how long have you kind of been, been doing that? And how has that kind of like, I guess, changed your your aspect and view of how like the music industry works and things like that well um me and my guitarist i think started booking shows here in this city i don't know 10 years ago or something like that so we're we're doing it from uh, a lot of time and most of my time i'm i'm booking shows now so yeah <laughs> but um yeah it's it's something i love so uh, i'm glad that i can do that and uh, it i think it it deeply shape your your way of understanding your music because like it like you're always in contact with touring band basically and so like it's uh, I, I don't know it's it's like my, my life is between being on tour or staying with touring band and booking touring band. <laughs> so like, yeah, it, yeah, it's nice. And, and you, I, I don't know, we, you, you, you kind of 
build up a community around it and that and that's very helpful i think for bands that are on tour and it's helpful for you uh when you go on tour and um that gave us i think this uh, this kind of understanding that we're doing our stuff with friends for friends and uh, like it create like a kind of safe environment where, where you're doing your stuff with people you know in places you love you know with like that's a mutual help and grown and mm. and that's certainly shaped the way you you do your music as well i think Mm. And the the other kind of aspect of that that one of the, the questions I asked you to to answer beforehand is you kind of mentioned that both uh, the bass player and and your drummer are quite, quite sort of like musical nerds in in that aspect in terms of like the things they kind of bring to to your, like your music and rehearsals and things like that. And I guess like because you've you earlier said that like you're not the one that writes the music you don't sort of like that's not your world but being surrounded by people who are like super excited by a new pedal and things like that does that kind of like do you feed off that and then think like oh, okay i may not get why you're excited but i'm happy you're excited <laughs> I, I i usually tell him that new pedal sucks a lot i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes he buys a lot uh, he buys good pedals as well and uh, no but yeah like i mean i i definitely trust them on what they do on music as they trust me in other things mm. so yeah 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 and because obviously I don't know because I've, as I said, like, I've been a fan of, of your band for for quite a few years now, and I didn't realize until sort of looking around and doing things, getting a bit ready for for this chat, that you've been around for like over ten years now, and it's just like it's it's wild to think like the passage of time is just the thing because like obviously you for me you've just been, been a band that's always been around, but like you don't think of the concept of time of how long that's actually been. So I don't know, like, for does it feel like you've been a band that long or has it just been like, as I say, just like a passage of your life that you're existing? I feel fucking old, man. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Sometimes I was back and say, really? I was 16? Fuck, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, time flew, like, that's uh, i yeah. i think that like i realized uh, i think a couple of months ago that I, I, i've been in this band for more of the half of my life and i was like what the fuck really <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh so yeah but you know hope it will last longer <laughs> yeah yeah but in terms of that obviously like up until this point like what would you kind of say have been like your proudest moments of of stormo so far i have no idea i have no idea like <laughs> i mean uh i don't have any particular moment in which i say wow we're really great like i don't know but yeah yeah as i tell you i, I don't I, I see it as something that has developed itself like in an upward way and mm. and that and it is what it is and that's it like and as and even i think that uh, if we got to a point where all this is not anymore natural kind of i think we will stop because like it is something that yeah. absorbs a lot of energy and a lot of time is super stressing as you probably imagine and everything but it has this I don't know, it has his own life and it goes on and we're part of it. If, if I, I, I wouldn't stay in the band if, if I would feel it, that like it's something like, you know, you have to do it to do that big tour to play on that big stage. I, I don't give a shit. Like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's fair enough. Um, so if we kind of move on to where we're at now with the with the new record coming out, as you you mentioned a minute ago, it, that there's kind of like a concept 
to it and and sort of like a, a through line of what you want the album to be so again because obviously it's in, in italian there's there's things that obviously people like myself who aren't native italian speakers won't understand so can you kind of give me like a, a summary of what your vision for the record is and, and what that that sort of concept I'll is? I'll try. I'll try. It's going to be complicated, but I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, as I was telling you, uh, we we we, we started writing this record, I think, two years ago during the first lockdowns, two mm. and a half years ago. I don't remember something like that. And um, I realized that I was... Uh, writing a lot and I was very scared about basically death and now like my death yeah. as like I got the fucking coronavirus and I die or got old and die but like death in general like you know planets collapsing yeah. star exploding that stuff and I wasn't yeah able to find a meaning in it so I started working on it and I started trying to uh, do research in, in that field. Like, um, uh, formerly I've studied as uh, an anthropologist and I've always been okay, really, cool. uh, interested like, in uh, anthropology of violence, cannibalism, and a lot of stuff like that. And uh, reading mm. about cannibalism, I found like this, um, the things about these uh, uh, tribes in the Amazon forest that like was eating, that is still eating is uh, dead relatives to free them right. back into the forest flow and uh, otherwise they would be like trapped like ghosts uh, infesting the the village and stuff. yeah yeah and um and i I found really fascinating that that concept because like it was helping me dealing with this uh, big things of everything dying you know like because it was like yeah a flow like seeing that like a flow that keeps on going uh, uh, and, and in, in the opposite way like we as like western we understand it like the end of like a subject of a person in its subjectivity and so i tried to link these two things and uh, to build the whole album around these two concepts mm. and as you said like previously like obviously within the band like you all kind of trust each other in terms of like what you're writing musically and things like that so when you kind of like as you said we're researching these things and kind of put this together to make the concept did you kind of like take it to the other guys and and say like hey i've got this idea that i've been looking about this this stuff around like the ideas of death how it's dealt with how we kind of uh, conceive it and things like that or did you just kind of like write everything and then be like, here's, here's what I've got? Uh, no, yeah, I did it at the end, even because like it, it it took me like, I think a year and a half to put everything together. And like, I was trying right. to like rewrite some lyrics uh, after like when, when I got to have all the lyrics, I started to write them again, like to make it clear that they were connected and they, they were connected with the mm. with the main subject of the thing so when i had the deal thing done i send it to them say okay i was thinking about that do you right, like okay. it or not if you don't that's too late probably <laughs> <laughs> and then in terms of like the the record because like i've i've been fortunate enough to to hear it in advance and it's fucking amazing so like i can't wait for other people to hear it but again because obviously i have that naivety of not speaking italian but for, so for you like does does the album kind of flow in a like a narrative or is it more that there's a central theme and each song links to that central theme? it should flow as a narrative it, it, you, you should recognize it and even like the um... Mm, the, like the the track list was made for that like considering lyrics and music and um, so yeah um i hope it, it it will it will be perceived as something that has a starting point and a and a hand and a hmm. but i don't know if uh, it will be um we'll see <laughs> <laughs> 
And then, because obviously we, we've mentioned, obviously, the the relationship that you now have with prosthetic and the way that sort of they operate and, and things like that. And you, as you said, like you were writing this record back in sort of like the first lockdown and we're now in 2023, which is all about, as you say, like two and a bit years removed sort of from that. Is it, has it kind of been a little bit frustrating that, that you've had to kind of hold it in the back burner because you knew it was coming out on a label that have their processes and have a release date and things like that. Was there any frustration on that part or were you kind of like happy to be part of the, the musical beasts? Yeah, it was really frustrating because I have no passion at all. So <laughs> when, we got, when we got things down, like I, I would be the one to say, okay, that just, just release it. And, and waiting yeah, was yeah. very difficult, but but it was even I, I think it was useful because like I, I, as mentioned we we were we had the time to like trying to prepare it in the best way we could, and um, having time to think about like the 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 whole album and stuff it even gave us time to like create our own graphics and our own artwork and mm. and I'm really like. Um, I'm really glad that we were able to like basically do everything by ourselves, having time to think about it, you know, like from the artwork uh, to uh, the videos to everything. And yeah, so it was a little bit stressing for me, but it was good. <laughs> <laughs> and in terms of like the kind of like releasing schedule, so to say, because obviously like, I know that record labels like to do the, they do the announcement and you usually have a single that goes along with the announcement and then they might drip feed one or two other singles and then you get the whole record. But obviously, as you said, like previously, you've kind of done the record and then you've just gone there, it's out in the world sort of thing. So for you, have you, is that bit, because as you say, because you've had the time to, to create the video, to create the visuals and things like that, has that kind of given you a, a maybe a different sort of perspective of, of how to release your music? And have you kind of enjoyed that? Or is the impatience still there that you're like, no, I just want it out in the world? <laughs> no, I think that, yeah, it gave us a different perspective for sure. And I think that um, we, we even learned something. And I'm glad that we were kind of, obliged to do to, to follow those steps because it's it was really helpful mm. and um, we learned something we did a, a, a we still have to learn a lot like i wanted to do three videos three related videos uh, saying like yeah we have plenty of time with months we're gonna do that uh, but i wasn't able to do it and just ended up with one yeah. so maybe learning from this next time i will be able to do my three videos <laughs> yeah 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 and then as i said like because obviously you've got the the name of prosthetic now behind you and and obviously the reputation that comes with that and and they're as a label they have their own fan base and and things like that so have you already kind of started to see like that effect on on stormo because this is like and i mean this with the utmost respect obviously until this point like Stormo kind of maybe existed in a bubble of people who knew the band, loved the band, and it, that was kind of it. Whereas now you've got people that maybe would have never have heard of you all of a sudden hearing you because they're being shown it through prosthetic. So are you starting to see that more people are, are paying attention to your band and maybe discovering like the, the older material and things like that. Yeah, I think so. I think so, especially outside Europe, probably. And um, hmm. I'm really glad about that because it's it's probably uh, a place where we couldn't have get by ourselves. And so, yeah, that's, that's cool that they're, they're actually helping us a lot to like, you know, spread our music around. And yeah. <laughs> Hmm. And then in terms of like, I guess, next, next steps, quote unquote, obviously record will be coming out in a couple of weeks as of us talking. 
uh, I'm going to make a bit of an assumption here, kind of knowing the type of band you are. Have you already started on new material or are you taking a well-deserved rest at the moment in terms of just focusing on the release? Yeah, we have. We, we already have new stuff. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're working on it. No, not done, yeah. but yeah. Even because we, we are trying to set up a little bit of tour and stuff. So we're taking this time that 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 we have from from when we start playing around to try to write write new songs a new album and that's it yeah yeah and then as you said kind of like looking at sort of touring and, and things like that so is there anything that you've got in terms of like for the rest of the year lined up that you can that you can share like if you, or are there things that are still kind of in the backgrounds work we have a lot of nice things but it's it, it has to be confirmed in the next couple right. of weeks so probably i cannot tell you right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> even if you, if you I, basically if you ask I, me again i would so please don't <laughs> Basically, I'm just being selfish because I want you to come back to the UK. But <laughs> oh, we're coming back to the UK. Like one shows is already announced because we're playing in uh, Manchester at Levy Punk Weekender. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah, oh, we're, cool. we're gonna have more cool. in the UK as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and then just in terms of before I kind of like round things off, in terms of like the where you're at with with the record as you say like for for me again being sort of a fan of, of the band it's musically like progressed it's got sort of that bit darker that little bit heavier and things like that in terms of like i don't want to say it's it's like stormo in the in the in its final form because you're always evolving and progressing as a band but does this feel like the most complete you've been as a band in terms of like you creating a concept, you creating the, like having time to work on the artwork, time to play around with the record. Does it feel like the most sort of, I guess, cohesive things have been for the band so far? I feel like that. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think we got to a kind of a good shape, you know, like a good, like yeah and so i appreciate that thank you <laughs> perfect brilliant well luca before i i let you go um how i'd like to end my chats is to ask my guests what their favorite song is but with a bit of a twist and this might change because obviously you've got a new record coming out but we'll go with what you've got at the moment so what's your favorite stormo song that you'd like to play live and why for me haha <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know. <laughs> I don't really know. Uh, I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy a lot playing new songs. So probably yeah. right now, the song that I prefer is the first song that we released from this album, which is, but okay, cool. yeah, probably right now. That. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Well, as I said, I've, I've been fortunate enough to, to hear the new record, but I cannot wait for everybody else to hear it and just hear what a fucking wonderful, fantastic record it is. I'm super stoked to see you back over here in the UK. And yeah, I just hope you you guys have the most successful 2023 that you possibly can, because I love seeing small DIY bands being championed and getting their their kudos and i think you're a band that, that fully deserve that so i hope you have a fucking yes, thank you very much thank you and thank for your time <laughs> no no worries take goodbye. care goodbye goodbye cheers So there we have it, folks. Again, a huge thank you to Luca for taking some time out of their day to have a little chat with me. As mentioned at the top and throughout the conversation, Stormo's new record comes out Friday, 10th of February. Um, it's released on Prosthetic Records. So go pick up physical, download it, whatever you want to do. Just make this band fucking huge. They deserve it. They've been playing their trade for many, many years, as we kind of mentioned in, in this chat. Um, they've 
as they've said, they're going to be back over in the UK very soon. So that's very exciting. So if they do hit up a city, I recommend going to see them because they're fucking killer live as well. Um, and if they do come over here, as always, you can keep up to date with what they're doing. So keep track of them on all their various social media platforms, which we will put links to in the episode show notes. Right. This time I am not lying. We are not going to have an episode next week just because I haven't had time to book a guest. Um, and I've got various things on this week. Sunday is going to be Super Bowl Sunday, so I'm also going to be fucking knackered from that because I'm a 33-year-old that still decides to stay up till the early hours of the morning and watching American football because that's what I do. Um, so, yeah, no episode next week. But as always, really, really appreciate everyone who checks out the show. Whether this is the first time you're listening or the 233rd time, it really, really does mean the world to me. But... We'll have a little break for a week. Thank you for stopping by and I'll see you soon.